It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And here we are, Brian. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock. There is a lot going on this evening, but most importantly, Brian, it is Memorial Day weekend here in the Mm -hmm. States, and that means it is the official beginning of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. You're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. It is my favorite time of the year because um, it has nothing to do with the temperature. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the, um, uh, uh, you know, just the general fact that people are out there wearing less clothes in public. It is all about, um, it's all about the fact that I know that I will be able to watch that bumper um, just w- week after week for the next several months. What, what bumper is that, Brian? Hot podcaster summer hot podcaster summer you would have thought all these years in we would have gotten tired of it but i don't think we ever ever will i believe that it gets better i believe that all you need to do is seller that um bumper for a couple months out of the year and it, it, it improves all it right gets stronger well speaking of cellaring let's get right into it this week with drink, drink of, of the week, week. <laughs> Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week, sir? Oh, oh, one of my absolute favorites. An incredibly crushable beer uh, for this the start of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. Ron, I am holding up a glass of Dogfish Head's Sea Quench Ale, which is their session sour. You know, they claim it's the most refreshing beer that Dogfish has ever brewed. Sea Quench Ale is a session sour mashup of crisp Kolsch, a salty gauche, and a tart Berliner Weiss. Weiss? brewed in sequence with black limes because black limes matter sour lime juice and sea salt the result ron a citrusy tart union that has captured the attention and hearts of not only ron but also beer wine and margarita drinkers alike coming in with a score of 86 from beer advocate resulting in a 4.9 abv this is dogfish head sequence ale so good. The second highest selling beer in the Dogfish Head lineup. Oh my gosh. That's good. You like it. Another sip. He's drinking more. Oh, this is that's a dangerous beer. Yeah. It's crushable. It is uh, something to sit out on the deck on a nice uh, warm day and uh, and have a six pack or two. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I could the, the citra oh, this see this is to me is the um uh, is what a, a, a sour beer should be. Yeah, it is tart. Mm-hmm. It is sour, but there's also just this. Um, it's so well flavored. I love it's, this. It's is a well-rounded beer. Nice. Good call. I know when you you sent me a, uh, a text message a couple weeks ago saying, "Listen, if you ever see this beer 
um, at your local distributors. Make sure you pick up a six pack. I was there uh, uh, in midweek um, picking up my uh, monthly uh, keg of uh, uh, Bud Light. And I saw this on the shelf and I said, absolutely. Let me pick this up for the show. Ron. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, So this week, Brian, um, it's it's a long weekend. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So I I picked out something that's a little bit higher of an ABV than normal. This is, uh, again, another beer that has been sitting in the beer cellar. This one has been cellared so long that the brewing company actually closed, was sold, and reopened again. Um, I am, of course, speaking of Schmaltz Brewing Company, originally out of Clifton Park, now based out of uh, Troy, New York. This is their Hebrew, the Chosen Brew, and their Jubilation Reborn beer. You can get a close look at this label, Brian. Yeah. It's an ale brewed it's with 19... 19- Jubilation Reborn. Jubilation. Uh, so it was re. It's an ale brewed with 17 malts, 17 hops, and started off at a 17% ABV prior to cellaring. Uh, this was, I couldn't even tell you how, how many years this has been in the cellar. Can you explain to me again? I know you've done it before. Can you explain to me again what exactly cellaring is? Um, so it's, I mean, it's like having a wine cellar, if you will. You just okay. you take, you don't refrigerate it. You take your beer and you put it in kind of a, a, a dark, cool location. Um, and then you just let it, you just let it sit. Now I could do that with Budweiser. Uh, not really. It, usually it's better with your darker beers, with your porters, your stouts, your heavier ales, okay. um, your lagers and, and like blonde ales tend not to tend not to sell her well. Does it have to be in a bottle? Okay, is it something I can use like a, a a can? Cans typically cans and crowlers typically do not uh, age well. So should so be what I'm looking I'm looking for is a is a dark stout um, or a stout a porter a dark porter ale. that's yeah. it that's it and try to get you something know, in a uh, in a brown glass bottle like this that will protect mm-hmm. it against uh, light rays. Got it. Excellent. Um, so this, okay, oh, let's do that. Let's do this. You can almost see the, uh, the insignia of the Ron and Brian podcast, uh, drink of the week glass. Uh, but this is, this is dark as night, Brian. Let me have a sip here. He's taking a sip. He, he's, oh, 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 he's grimacing. Oh, the man strong. is grimacing. Oh, it's so oh. strong. People, people, Uh-oh. you need to be watching the YouTube of this. The facial reaction Ron just made, made this whole day worth it. Ron, walk me through it. What is going on in your mouth right now? Um, so it is it is clearly a high alcohol content beer. Um, it is it is very malty. Um, the, the malt is actually overpowering the hops. I thought this was going to be too hoppy with the 17 mm-hmm. hops in there. Uh, but it is it is very malty and it uh, it's got a it's got a kick to it, Brian. That's all I can say. And this okay. is this is a big bottle. So uh it's going to be, uh, I think it's one full, one pint, six fluid ounces. Um, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna see sloppy Ron uh, by the the time this evening is over. And Ron, what will happen before this evening is over? Uh, before this evening is over, we will have our pajama party for our Patreon subscribers uh, at nine thirty tonight. That is our special end of the month episode where uh, the Patreon subscribers can come join us on mm-hmm. the after dark. 
And we will also have a Can You Beat Brian? Uh, the prize from last month rolls over because no one was able to beat Brian. So if someone beats Brian this month, uh, $50 will go to a charity of their choice. And you still have a chance to join us um, if you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner uh, to become a patron. Nobody can beat me. Nobody we shall see. Can beat we me. shall see. Uh, you do not yet know the topic. Um, I feel uh, this. I think. I think the topic is a very even playing field um, this evening. So I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I don't know what the topic is. Just yeah. want to. So, so I, the whole point of this, people, is uh, a, a, we are a fair competition here. We we don't cheat. We're not running cheaters. Allie had a good a, a good concept here. Yes. She the hot podcaster summer clip is a new drinking game. Every time the clip is played, everybody drinks. Every time Brian makes the sound effect on his own, uh, <laughs> he has to finish his drink. Oh, that that'd be tough with how much is left in there. But I like the idea. I like where her head's at. Also, Janelle, sloppy Ron. Yeah. She is Coming ready up. for she is ready for Can You Beat Ron? Uh, right. Excuse me, Can You Beat Brian? Janelle did beat Ron last time. If That's I'm not right. Right. I did lose. So, Brian, you've got to defend our honor tonight. But in the meantime, uh, it's time for Beef of the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, it's what's bothering you this week, my friend? I don't know what uh, Memorial Day weekend is like for those in the Philadelphia, Kensington, um, and uh, suburban Philadelphia area. But here in New York City, Memorial Day weekend is usually marked by getting out of town. Um, the number of conversations I had earlier um, this week Where'd Ron go? Okay, Ron just walked away. Didn't say anything. Didn't give me a head up. But I'm going to complain anyway. Um, my issue is that the number of conversations I had earlier this week. Oh, Ron just had to spit out his beer. Apparently, it was too strong for him because um, he's a weak little bitch. Shut up. Um, sorry. Um, but uh, the number of conversations I had where it, it, it was, oh, so what are you doing this weekend? Are you getting out of town? Are you, are you going out to Long Island? Are you going to go to Jersey? going to visit him? Oh, you have to barbecue this weekend. Oh, I'm going out. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, I'm going up there to, to go to a barbecue. Oh, we're all about barbecue. I'm going out to Jersey to barbecue with some friends. Um, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going up to Westchester to barbecue with some The social pressure existing to get out of New York City on Memorial Day weekend is insanely high. The number, the social uh, pressure to do something on Memorial Day weekend. It's, you know, like, so what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then, and this is my beef. My beef is the, um, uh, the look of sadness that people get on their face when you tell them that you're not leaving New York City for the weekend, that you're not going out to Jersey for a barbecue, that you're not going to Westchester for a barbecue, that you're not going to Long Island for a barbecue. I'm, I'll let you keep going. Uh, okay. Uh, it's my beef of the week. So you're, you, you, I, yeah. I've got the, uh, I got the stage, but it's this sense of if you're not going out of the city for a barbecue at some point during Memorial Day weekend, you have somehow failed your social expectations. 
And it, it bothers me because I'm like, no, no, this is actually the weekend you want to be in New York. Oh, Everybody's yeah. out. Right. You can get a, you can get a, a reservation wherever you want. You can yeah. walk into restaurants. Um, the streets, not crowded at all. The, you know, um, this is the weekend to be in New York City. It's not hot. It's a, it, it is a mild um, low 70s. What a beautiful weekend. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, I uh, went to a street festival on, in, in Manhattan. Jesus, what a beautiful day to be out walking about. Um, so my beef for the week, people who make you feel like you have to do something this weekend because fuck them. Thank you. <laughs> all right. You know what I did uh, this holiday weekend, Brian? What'd you do? No, nothing. Not a damn thing. And I'm, I, I'm, I feel better for it. Yeah. There's just no reason why I have to sit there and, and get on a Long Island Railroad to go out to, you know, uh, Merrick. To right. go visit people that I haven't seen in a while, so they could like you know turn on the grill and just um, uh, uh, you know flip a burger and a, and a hot dog. Right. I mean, listen, if I'm going to get on the train to go watch a friend of mine flip burgers, I'm getting on the Amtrak Acela down to to 30th Street um, uh, Station in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, <laughs> because Ron makes the best burgers. They're they're pretty good. I'll give you that. All right, what? they're damn, they're damn good. So. They are damn fine. You put a little Worcestershire in your in your burgers. <laughs> a little Worcestershire, a little onion, a little uh, little binder in there. But anyway, I digress. <sighs> Be good, Ron. Yes. What's bothering you this week? So my uh, my beef this week, Brian, is kids at breweries. Um, we went out. The Jardies, friends of the podcast, were nice enough to uh, invite us to hang out on Friday night. So. We went over to a, a local microbrewery called Bill's Best, place we've been to a couple of times. And there have been, there's been families there inside, outside. They've got a huge kind of outdoor area because it's it's kind of in a residential neighborhood. So they've got a driveway that kind of wraps all the way in the back. And they've just kind of okay. made that like an outdoor area. Okay. So we go over there Friday night, probably between 5, 5.30. And the, the outdoor area is inundated with children and families, but children as well. Sure. I would you're say not, you're not, you're not probably, you're, you're not problematic with the adults out there. Well, the children attached to it. I am problematic because I'm going to tell you why in a moment. So I would easily say that there was 25 to 30 kids there. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There was, there was at least, if not more kids than adults there. And <sighs> people were literally rolling their, their Sherman tank size stroller uh, stacked with, you know, pizzas because they don't have food there. They get a food truck and you can bring food in or, or whatever. But here's, I guess, where my real my real beef comes in is, you know, all right, great. You bring your kids. It's an outdoor space, but it's still kind of a brewery slash sure. restaurant type atmosphere. It's not a playground. Uh, but yet these adults are just like going to sit around and drink and just let their kids do fuck all uh. while they're there. Like their kids, the noise level, insane. Um, sure. There's, there's, there's baseballs, uh, soccer balls, footballs flying around. Kids on scooters. Kids being pulled in wagons. Like right. it is. I mean, it's it's one step away from Lord of the Flies. Like that is right. the level. And the 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 parents aren't watching what the kids are doing. So like. You know, we had uh, uh, Marty had her dog there with her, so we had like a little bowl of water. This kid kept like missing catching a uh, a football that would come over and like knock the dog bowl over. It's like, had that happened if my mother was there when I was a kid, she'd be like, "Get your ass over here! Like, stay, don't play around these other people. Like, you don't know them." 
No, not at all. It's just well. I also to me, it's a it's 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 not the right venue to bring your child, but it also speaks to um, uh, just just lacks parenting. I mean, right. you know, I, it's it's if you're if you're bringing your kids out in public, that's not a cue to just send them out into uh, do whatever they want while you uh, enjoy your uh, um, adult leisure time. And again, I don't blame the kids. Um, right. I blame the adults that don't control the kids because there sure. were kids there that their parents were parenting. Those mm-hmm. kids were fine. Um, I will say, right. was it humorous to me when like the kids, because it's like a stone kind of driveway back there. Was it, was it funny to me when kids would, would run across and like just wipe out and just go face first into the stone? Sure. Kind of funny. Um, yeah. Kids were trying to play like toss footballs back and forth when they would miss and just take a football to the face. Was it humorous to me? Sure. Without a doubt. Then two kids start playing Connect Four, and all the kids start gathering around them and start chanting for one or the other. And I'm just sure. like, I, I just, I just want to drink a beer and relax. Right. Yeah. No. 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 That's uh, uh, there are there are certain places that you should not be bringing kids. You know. I also, um, if I could uh, just uh, well again, and, 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 and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, bring your kids, but. If it's not behavior that like would be allowed like indoors inside a restaurant, don't let them do it. Like if they're gonna play a little bit, that's fine. But when shit gets out of hand, like there is a uh, there is a brewery down near Philly called Attic Brewing, and they recently just had like a whole thing online because on their Facebook page they said, you know, we've got our beer garden, we're kid friendly, but you need to watch your kids because mm. this past weekend, you know, kids were behind the bar. Um, stuff got broken, stuff got stolen, uh, a crew member got hurt tripping over a kid. Like you're more than welcome to bring kids, but if your right. kids are not being tended to, we're going to ask you to leave. And parents lost their minds, but it's like, really, all we're asking you to do is watch your goddamn kids. But this generate, but this generation of parents don't believe that there should be, um, that they should be spoken to about controlling their kids. They should be the ones to determine their kids' behavior. Right. And that anybody saying your kid is not behaving properly is a, um, it's a verbal assault on them. Right. Which we know is not true. Right. And there, there's, there's, there is a, uh, there's a debate going on, you know, if dogs are okay at breweries, you know, if kids are okay at breweries and, and Allie makes a good point, you know, dogs break stuff, kids break stuff. But again, if, if people had their dog, like there were dogs there, Marty had her dog, people next to us had their dog, people on the other side had their dog, but sure. they were, they were leashed, they were under control, right. they weren't jumping on people, like they were, they were being kept in check. Not saying leash your kids, although it's not a horrible idea, but keep We do in endorse it. Now, um, is now a good time to tell you that we are rolling out in our merch store um, that we are selling child leashes. <laughs> it is it is a um it, it it's got the Ron and Brian podcast logo all, right. all across the leash. The, you know, it's a, it is a handle made with um, I believe it's 40 millimeter rope. Um it is smooth to the touch, yet at the same point, very durable. Okay. Um, the harness on the kid comes in um, multiple sizes, small through extra large. So whether your child is just a simple, you know, um, just learning how to walk toddler stage or a plump seven-year-old, you can leash your child um, while still resp- uh, um, uh, supporting the Ron and Brian podcast, or um, go to our website, ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click on the link that says 
um, did, store. Uh, did the late did the licensing deal go through? Because I know we were trying to do like the Clifford the Big Red Dog themed harness, um, the Baby Yoda, the Kalu, um, the Thomas the Tank no, Engine. Are, we, are those coming out yet? No, we were we were not able to um, get approval for those. Right. Um, some, you know, I will just say this for those fans who are looking for them. Um, you know, uh, there were some prototypes that were made. Um, you may not see them on the merch store because we're not legally allowed to sell them. But, you know, if you reach out to Ron or I or Matt, um, you know, we might be able to send you one um, uh uh, you know, for free in exchange for a lot of money for shipping and handling. There you go. I like where your head's at. Um, all right. Next up are stories of the week. We always like to come up with stories that we want to make sure don't get missed. Don't fall through the cracks. Uh, Brian, what is your story of the week this week? I my story of the week this week is um, starts off Florida man. OK, right this off the bat, this Florida I man, actually. This Florida man, and you're looking at a photo right there, Jordan Rivera. I'm not, I'm not going to try and roll the R's like Rivera, which I could because I can. Jordan Rivera, he um, uh, had an unfortunate incident this past week. Um, Jordan was at a bar. Do we have the name of the bar in Fort Myers? He was at the Banditos Bar. All right. Um, I believe he was having a few beverages because um, uh, he needed to take a quick bathroom break um, in the early hours of last Sunday. Uh, however, the restroom line was too long for him. He was, uh, he felt uh, uh, nature's call and was not going to be able to um, wait while waiting in line at the Banditos bar. Uh, so what did he do? Like, like any smart, intelligent man, he said, you know what? I'm going to walk out of this Fort Myers bar. I'm going to go outside. Oh, look, there's a creek outside there's not going to be anything in there that's going to be strong enough to come out of the creek and bite my arm off that's but hope. um you know what i'm just going to stand right at the edge of the creek and i'm going to start urinating well unfortunately people this florida man story is worthy of our attention because as he stood at the edge of the creek urinating outside the banditos bar in fort myers Mr. Jordan Rivera suddenly was confronted by a 10 and a half foot alligator Oof. who came storming out of the creek, chomped on his arm and ripped it off. That's what happens when you bring arms to a crocodile fight. Mr. Rivera, after he, after he came out of shock, um, uh, was quoted by a local news agency where he said, I just saw a little lake, so I was just trying to go over there and take a little pee. I'm um, saying he didn't realize how big the pond actually was. Something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me just kind of went down and I ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. He recalled the utter confusion when he woke up in the hospital and was told a gator had eaten his left arm. Listen, he was disrespecting the, the Gators ecosystem. Uh, I, Listen, for one, am on the Gators side. I root for the Gators down in Florida. <laughs> so basically, his leg, is his arm is now amputated right above the elbow. Yep. And um, fortunately, it was his left arm. And uh, we were able to confirm with him that he uses his right arm to masturbate. Oh. So he will, still will have, have a fulfilled life of self-pleasuring. Um, uh, Unfortunately... His days of playing Xbox are over. Damn shame. Damn shame. Sorry Ryan. about that. Yep. Ron. Yes. 
What's your story of the week? Um, so my story, and, and it's a rare story that we get to cover uh, when uh, the GOP somewhere hold one of their own accountable. But that is uh, apparently what is happening right now down in Texas, where the Republican-led Texas House of Representatives voted yesterday to impeach State Attorney General Ken Paxton on several corruption charges. Here is apparently the best photo the local newspaper could find of Attorney General Paxton. Oh. Um, you may recognize his name. He, uh, he is uh, pushed for abortion bans. He uh, also... Uh, joined in on the lawsuit to try and overturn the 2020 election in a number of areas. Um, but also, he, hold on, yeah. didn't he play the president in Independence Day? <laughs> now you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Bill Paxton. E common mistake, uh, very common mistake. Got it. got it. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, but sure. one thing he did do earlier this year was he asked state budget writers to spend public money on a proposed $3.3 million settlement to end a lawsuit by former staffers who accused him of on-the-job retaliation. Uh, so the Texas House General Investigation Committee uh, launched a secret probe into his behavior and came back on May 24th with 20 charges against him, uh, some relating to his time in office, uh, some relating to uh, an indictment he had on felony charges, uh, security fraud charges, uh, for allegedly persuading investors to buy a stock called Servergy Inc. without disclosing that he would be compensated for it. Um, what else has he been charged with? Um, so or disregard of official duty, misapplication of public resources, constitutional bribery, obstruction of justice and unfitness for office he is also accused of threatening House uh, members prior to the vote, which the vote wasn't even close. It was one hundred and twenty one to twenty three. Um, so he has been suspended. Uh, the governor, Greg Abbott, will now have to appoint a interim replacement, and he will now go on trial uh, in front of the Senate, ironically, uh, where his wife serves in the state Senate. She would be one of the 31 jurors uh, responsible for hearing his case. Uh, obviously, she has been asked to recuse herself from this. Uh, mm -hmm. Attorney General Paxton uh, said that this is a witch hunt. Shocking that he would use that term and uh, called for there to be peaceful protests against his impeachment at the state Capitol. Although as of this point, uh, none have been organized or planned. Interesting. So um, why do you think in this case, the um, Republicans are actually holding one of their own responsible for their actions? Normally, Republicans will sit there. I mean, obviously, the biggest example right now is you've got George Santos right. in the House of Representatives um, uh, openly admitting that he um, lied about almost um, a majority of his qualifications for Congress. But Republicans are... Um, are not making any move um, to uh, kick him out of Congress. Why do you think in this case they are um, taking action? I think they were they were backed into a corner. You know, once uh, once it hit the media in Texas that he was trying to use public funds to settle a lawsuit based on personal behavior, um, I felt they had. It seems like they felt they had no other. Uh, recourse, but to investigate him. And when they investigated, they found a, a litany of issues. And so, but again, it, it goes into the state Senate. Um, who knows how this will play out, but we will keep an eye on it moving forward. Okay. 
Now, this was not the only uh, story from Texas that we followed over the past week. Um, some of you probably saw this video uh, of the Texas Speaker of the House, uh, Dade Phelan, uh, who people claim uh, may have been intoxicated while passing some bills. Uh, here is a clip of one of those uh, bills being passed. I'll move adoption. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done the amendment. adopted. That's good. That's going to be me during After Dark. I was going to say, uh, that sounds like us uh, on last week's episode. I got to play that Mr. clip. Speaker, I'll move it down. Just one more time. Hold on. Can we hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mr. awesome. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has adopted. And if, if you're not watching this on YouTube, it, it's a shame because you really have to see his body language where he clearly feels he's holding it together. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's, like he's like gesturing. <laughs> he's and he just feels he's nailed. Uh, this was not the only clip. Let me play one more when he was trying to call people that were uh, trying to. Uh, Debate the bill. Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. So now he's called, he's recognized the wrong person. So they correct him and tell him he's got to recognize somebody else. The chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Niave Priado, wasn't she in uh, Bla uh, uh, the most recent uh, uh, Wakanda movie? See, you, you, you talked over the snort at the end. Hold on, let me see oh, if I sorry, can go Sorry, sorry, I didn't know it was coming. Sorry. Hold on. Thank you, Miss. That, that is a drunken laugh, if I have ever heard one. Like, I fucked up, didn't I? But the and so, uh, but the thing is, so five days ago, uh, Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton called on Phelan to step down for right. allegedly being drunk. Phelan has made no comment about this whatsoever up to this point, which is amazing. Um, so then, three days after you know Paxton uh, tells Phelan to step down, uh, Phelan calls the vote to get Paxton impeached. So it's mm -hmm. going to be it's going to be a wild ride down in Texas. Texas, I mean, I, I, I would say that Texas, I mean, they are um, a shining glory of, of what it's like when, you know, you have, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, uh, unrestrained government, un, unrestrained uh, uh, fanatical uh, parties. But uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that's, the, that's all we have when it comes to Texas. I mean, just a little political embarrassments. We can move on, correct? We've got, we've got one more Texas story. Oh. We, always, we always either focus on Texas or Florida. Uh, sure. We've got one more Texas story here. And this involves uh, Marlin High School, excuse me, near Waco, Texas, uh, the fighting bulldogs of Marlin High School. Um, so they postponed its graduation after a majority of the class failed to earn their diplomas. Now, there's only 33 senior students at the high school, which I'm not sure okay. why, how the school can function with just 33 seniors. Uh, but only five of the 33 senior students 
uh, met the requirements for commencement with grades or attendance issues uh, dooming most students, uh, a local news station reported. The school said it planned to reschedule the graduation for some time in June uh, so students would have more time to qualify. Superintendent Daryl Henson said, quote, our commitment to excellence remains unshaken. <sighs> a super majority of students are failing right. and they are um, sworn to uh, uh, excellence. Uh, the school also recently. <laughs> All right. So you can they, get through this. You can do this, Ron. This, but this, this is hilarious. The school recently moved to a four day school week in attempt to reduce absences. So kids aren't going to school. So rather than try and get them to go to school, let's just drop a day off of the school week. So technically we should be able to cut it. We should be able to cut absences by 20% at that point. This is Texas people. This is um, what happens when you get a, um, you get a political party that prides itself on small government and just wants to, um, uh, I didn't even know what to say. Just completely fuck it up. And uh, actually, uh, I believe we have comment from uh, one of the graduates of uh, this Marlin High School. I'll move adoption. Mr. Campbell, send an amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done the amendment. adopted. I mean, it's sad because this is the state of remember, politics. Remember, remember, I like the way he's got his hand out. Remember, adopted. Well, again, if you're if you're just listening to the audio, do yourself the favor of finding the video because he it's like he's been pulled over by a cop. Like that sure. is the level of like I got this shit together. Bill is bull. Bill's I'm just a bill. Represent. Uh, Brian, uh, what a shit show. Can I share with you? Uh, you know, I love my local Facebook pages, uh, but every Ooh. now and then I jump over to next door uh, because, you know, when neighbors start talking, things happen, Brian. Sure, and, that's, sure. and next door is just just something popped up on next door this week. And it was it was a roller coaster ride from start to finish. So let's pull this up here. So uh, Kimberly starts off. She's from Bustleton Southwest. Um, she says, quote unquote, Sandra, I was being respectful to you. You were not to me. You're a con and a scammer. You and your son stay away from my home and my car or you will be dealt with. No trespassing. Now you are notified. Time out. Yes. This is out of nowhere. We don't even know who Sandra is. No idea who Sandra is. Um, this, so this, this is how she starts. Question. Um, is there any indication? Now, obviously, I don't spend a lot of time on Nextdoor. Right. Um, but I'm just asking you in terms of, uh, you know, what the legal uh, uh, definitions of certain actions are. I mean, if you post on Nextdoor that you are putting on your uh, neighbor on notice, that um that you're gonna deal with them. Well, like, apparently it's is, not even a neighbor. Oh, hey, hey, let's so, let, so let but again, me, I'm gonna let you tell this story. So she starts with this. So obviously, and so like whenever something somebody posts on next door, like I'll get an email and I'll see just like a little like snippet. And you know yeah. when I saw this little snippet, all it said in my email was Sandra, I was being respectful to you, and I was like, Oh, you fucking know I'm clicking this link. <laughs> You know I'm seeing what this is. So then she goes into this diatribe 
over what exactly happened. And apparently Sandra was some woman uh, walking around with a young child in the neighborhood trying to buy a car that wasn't for sale. Like there's a lot going on. So then Linda hops I'm imagining in. Crystal Me- I'm imagining Crystal Meth. Was, yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, going to uh, I'm not going to read all of Kimberly's, but then uh, helpful neighbor Linda hops in and says, "Kimberly, I would advise you to report this to the police. Tell them you are scared of her. Let her also know that you reported her. Get a report copy. Do not tell her any more about your personal life. She gives me the creeps. What was she doing watching you to know the car doesn't move? Please be careful." So a little concern there. Lynn goes, we don't know you, Sandra, but you have crossed the line. <laughs> and Kimberly says, thank you, So Lynn. Sandra, has, Sandra hasn't even posted in this. Sandra hasn't even posted. Not even sure if Sandra uh, sees this or not. But, she but Kimberly's like, hey, thanks, Lynn. Yeah, now you have more info, Lynn. Thank you. Uh, Mark, why is this here? <laughs> Excellent question. Kimberly posts back, Mark, because everyone else is always informing us of all the criminal activity that is escalating all around us. She went on and on, but I, I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't put the whole thing in. Right. Um, Robert hops in with the helpful whip that ass. <laughs> to which Kimberly responds, Robert, that would be for starters as a warning. Then it's Granny Clampett would say, quote, going to get some buckshot. So right off the bat, I mean, like she's automatic. She's she's threatening gunshots. She's I, gone full of Beverly way, Hillbillies at this point. I I do believe "whip that ass" is the official internet comment of summer, twenty twenty three. Up next, so now we have Sandy who lives in Philadelphia. I have okay. no idea what the hell you are talking about. I am in my eighties, and my family are all grown with families of their own. You should be very careful who you message in this matter when you don't even know who I am. You owe me an apology and you need to be more careful with what you say and who you say it to don't know you and don't want to now you are notified oh sandy coming in sandy um, taking the sandra accusation very personally she also does not write like an 80 year old no I'd like not, to point out she writes well, more wait like till a, we, so then so then so brie from right here in Elkins Park says, Sandy, how does this concern you? Your name shows up as Sandy, and she addressed a Sandra. And Kimberly says, Sandy, are you the one who had your kid with the blue T-shirt? Put the note, drive a white Dodge Magnum. Are you saying this is you? Yes or no? If not, this doesn't concern you, and you shouldn't worry. Everybody should worry if you are a target. It's oh, so good. And then Kimberly, Kimberly, a little shout out to Bree. Thank you, Bree. You can read and comprehend, which is more than I can say about these illiterates. Maybe you can explain it to her. She says all her kids are grown too. This boy looked like he was 13. Like, I wish I had this kind of time to be responding to next door comments all day. (laughs) So then then Mindy, she didn't give a last name. Why show your cat name? Which I think is a mistype of last. I think, yeah, no, no. She's trying to say last. So Sandy's. Sandy's not letting this go. Mindy, the same reason you show your last name on. Why attack someone when you do not even know if you have the right person? She, she, and she goes and say that uh, Kimberly should be thrown off this platform. And it was just, it was insane. So then, so then Kimberly hops back in. Sandy, get a grip. It is to inform all my neighbors that this gypsy is out there driving up and down streets, checking out your house, cars, looking for things to steal. And then Sandy responds, Kimberly, I... And then nothing else. So now I now I believe Sandy is 80 years old. 
Uh, and then, oh, that's so good. And then Linda hops back in. Kimberly, you and Sandy should not be arguing with each other. Kimberly, you were just informing people to be careful. Sandy, she is not talking about you as the suspect. No one thinks you are. Who is she talking about? And then for whatever reason, enters the same exact comment again right after that. Um, Mark, who said, why is this here earlier? Everyone, stop it now. This isn't Twitter. I see enough of this childish behavior on the daily. Take your beef with each other to face to face. Ain't nobody got time for this. So then Kimberly writes back to Mark, quote, I didn't start the fire. Sandy needs to realize her name is not Sandra. It is written on the note. And she told me Sandra. It's people like her is the reason I am not on Twitter. Oh, Mark to Kimberly. Nobody cares. All caps. All he goes caps. all caps for that one. And then people hop on to, to her saying, I didn't start the fire. Al responds, Kimberly, it was always burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> and then Jennifer just pops in. Al, that's what my brain hurt too. I got more lost. I even saw the music video playing in my head with the girls dressed in black slicked hair and red lipstick. To which Kimberly says, Jennifer, no, that was Robert Palmer, simply irresistible. We didn't start to fire his Billy Joel. And Kimberly hits back at Mark. That's the problem with your mentality. Nobody cares seems to be the attitude for this country. This is why there have been over 650 mass shootings. And this was just this. I couldn't have fit that sure. paragraph on a stream. Sure. And then Jennifer, thanks, Kimberly. Ah, yeah, I always confuse the two videos. I have no idea why. I really have not no even, idea why either. Not even remotely similar. Not even. And then Laura similar. writes to Mark, did you forget where your button was to stop messages coming to you that you're not interested in anymore? Wouldn't it be kinder to use that instead of telling others what they can and can't discuss and deciding for everyone else who cares and who doesn't? Please be a little kinder. I have seen you say many intelligent things. Keep that up. And that, wow. uh, that, was, that was my next door experience for the week. Whip that ass. Whip, uh, whip that ass. That, uh, I feel like I feel if all of our listeners need to just find a random Facebook post out there, neighborhood post during the week, and everyone needs to respond, whip that ass. Whip that ass. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going on Facebook right now. I'm going to write whip that ass for <laughs> some post. Whip that ass. Oh, Brian, that was... Uh, that was something. <laughs> like, do do you, you are do you have a next door uh, subscription for your neighborhood? I do. I, I my my problem with next door is that it asks me to log in every time. Really? Um, I go to open up the app. So what will happen is I'll get an email that starts off like you said in bold, like the first couple words, and then it'll be it'll be like you know I'll click on the link. And then it will take me, um, it'll open up my web browser and then it'll ask me to log in. And I, I just don't even remember my login. It's not worth it. So then I just tap out and walk That's away. That's weird. Like it, it leaves me logged in on my laptop. Are you trying it from your phone? Yeah, trying on okay. my phone though. Right on your lap. My laptop always seems to keep me logged in. And it is, listen, I get a lot of good stuff during the week, but that I feel was, uh, that was some mwah. Yes. Well, like Billy says, nobody cares, Brian, about how you log into your app. Wow, we need to whip that ass. And yes, uh, Allie, try to picture the rubber puppet Reagan in Robert Palmer's video. That's a, no, that was a, that was uh, hold on, that was, yes. a sea of destruction, something, um, something like that. 
Where, oh, I remember that video. What was it? What was this the song? This is the world we live in. Um, what was the band? It was it was Genesis, oh, it was Genesis right? yeah. Phil Collins Genesis, not Peter Gabriel Genesis. I thought Peter Gabriel uh, was it was a little weird. Oh, wow, Billy's telling me nobody cares which Genesis it is. Wow, and Land Billy of Confusion. That's what it is. Land of Confusion. What did I say? Ball Sea of Confusion. Sea of Confusion. Close enough. Close enough. Uh, Brian, uh, one of our more popular segments that we've rolled out from time to time. It's uh, fuck around and find out. But this I is this a bit. special uh, edition. This is our January 6th edition of fuck around and find out. Uh, there were some uh, some sentences handed down this week. Uh, for people that were involved in the, the January 6th insurrection. Uh, one of them being the gentleman, a uh, very, uh, very well-known photo here. Uh, he's sure. an Arkansas man who was photographed propping his foot on a desk in uh, then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office during the attack on the Capitol. Uh, this is Richard Bigo Barnett. Uh, he was sentenced to four and a half years in prison on Wednesday with a judge saying he had, quote, not shown any acceptance of responsibility. Um, he uh, was uh, convicted of civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding and theft of government property. Um, didn't he also take a dump in her office? Or, uh, or, or I, I don't did somebody so. else... I thought they said he had taken the dump in her office. I don't possibly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But he I said do he like was, I do like that he wore his best jeans for the insurrection. <laughs> he he said got he dressed was, up for it. He said it was he was not proud of his conduct, uh, but argued that it was not quote threatening. Uh, he said this was an enigma in my life. Uh, January 6th was a traumatic day for everyone. I admit I was angry, and I apologize for that. So he was traumatized by storming the Capitol? I guess. I guess potentially. How does that work? I, I'm not quite you know sure. What, you, you, know, you know what Billy has to say about that guy? Nobody cares? Nobody cares. Well, that's true. Billy does, that's not very, very true. Billy does not care. Um, yeah, this is what happens when you fuck around and find out. When you storm the Capitol um, and you break through and go into areas of the Capitol building that you have no business being in, um, your argument of, well, I'm an American taxpayer, so I pay for this. Um, that's not legally um, a, a, a good standing. And you will go to prison. And, and um, not the only one going to prison this week. Uh, Oath Keepers. Uh, what is he? A leader of one of the Oath Keepers? Yeah, he's, he's, he, I think he was one of the uh, uh, starters of it. Um, that is lefty. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> Left Eye Lopez um, from uh, the band TLC. So this is um, actually uh, Stuart Rhodes. Stone. This uh, photo is from a concert that she could see she's performing here on stage. Right now, I believe this song was when she was doing her little rap with stop. So he was sentenced to 18 years in prison uh, for his plot to try and uh, help keep uh, then President Trump in power. Um, I got to say, though, glasses over an eye patch is a very interesting look. I would think if you only had one eye and you needed yeah. glasses, I would probably get LASIK on the on the good eye. Just to well, what's to the say there, what's to say there's an eye in the other eye? Under, like what's this like well, it's not just i'm not uh, saying I'm there is i'm just saying cold. if i have one eye that i can see out of and i need glasses for that eye um and why wouldn't he have a monocle why would he spend the money for a full set of glasses when he doesn't but anyway I, I, is it uh, possible that he thinks this is more of a threatening look for him 
It's very possible. It's very, very possible. See, when I see this, I think of Kill Bill 2 when um, uh, Uma Thurman is going after Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah walks in with one good eye and she's got the eye patch on. Personally, what I want to do, I want to rip out this guy's other eyeball. <laughs> and he can't see. Well, he was uh, he was convicted of seditious conspiracy by a Washington, D.C. jury back in January. Uh, the first time in over a decade uh, sure. that uh, a sentence was handed down for seditious conspiracy. Uh, the judge uh, noted Rhodes lack of remorse and that he continues uh, to be a threat to American democracy and to the people in general. I would agree with that. Um uh, not, I mean, he genuinely, here's a guy who was very open, um, during the Trump administration that he felt that the Oath Keepers were, um, Trump's private army, right? That it was their job to, um, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, take action in the streets when the federal government, because they were being, um, uh, you know, uh, non-responsive to Trump's wishes that this was an this was an army of of, of Americans that would uh, take to the streets and fight for what Donald Trump wanted, because that's really what we need in America. Of course. Um, also sentenced was uh, the leader of the Florida contingent of Oath Keepers, uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Meggs, uh, sentenced to 12 years in prison. What was the last name? Meggs, M-E-G-G-S. Wasn't that the name of the guy who was um, uh, next door to Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs? Mags? I believe that was Miggs with an I. Miggs. Oh, I can smell you. <laughs> uh, Brian, interesting article coming from the business world. A new study found that job seekers with a southern accent could make less money than people without one. Uh, This was a study uh, by the University of Chicago and the University of Munich. Uh, Research revealed that people with strong regional accents face a wage penalty of up to 20% compared to those who speak with a quote-unquote standard accent. Um, A recent study found that 38% of job seekers admitting to softening their regional accents during interviews because of negative stereotypes. That seems odd to me. Do you think that it's not just also based on the types of jobs that people with Southern accents are applying to? I mean, we all know that Amazon warehouse workers, I mean, that job does not pay well. So I feel like if, you know, when you're in Arkansas, I mean, the only jobs that are pretty much out there right now is to work at a Walmart or at an Amazon distribution center. So, I mean, if they're applying for jobs where, you know, the pay rate is already 20% lower than a standard job in America, I mean, it just feels like, did they take that into I think account? They, I think they took that into account and just went a uh, similar job. Uh, apparently that, so uh, applicants with a Southern accent were the fourth most likely to change their voice. Uh, people from Western New England, South Midland, and New Jersey we're most likely to alter their accents. We need to go out to Dumont, New Jersey and, and, and tra- track down everybody that's walking around with a, a Southern accent. All right. Jumping down to Louisiana, uh, police are investigating a quote unquote suspicious death after a body was found in a walk-in freezer at an Arby's restaurant in New Iberia. Uh, They say that the female victim was an employee at the restaurant, uh, but her cause of death had not yet been determined. Uh, It is suspicious. She froze to death, no? 
Well, they're saying the death is suspicious, but foul play is not expected, and it may have been an accident. So basically, she went into the um, uh, the walk-in freezer and was not able to um, uh, open the door on the way out, pretty Possibly. much. I mean, I think we need to find out, was Matthew McConaughey standing outside asking for his pound of flesh? No? The Gentleman movie? Have you not, have you not seen The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey? No. I didn't even know he was in a movie called The Gentleman. What is the, what? Speaking of which, Ron, Ron, don't, what are don't. you watching? Please don't. No. <laughs> Why not? Are you asking me what I'm watching? All right. Uh, so, um, what am I watching? I started watching Fubar, the new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, series on Netflix. That face, well, that face is well deserved. Um, I mean, it's not bad. It's not. You know what? What is what is humorous to me is in the action sequences, um, you literally can see the younger actors slowing down their movements because Arnold can't move as fast as he could 40 uh, years ago. Okay. Um, again, it's it's a decent story. Um, What's nothing the, to write home about. The story, it seems like, if I if I read the, uh, the blurb correctly, he's in the CIA and his right. daughter is in the CIA. Right, but they, they like, never knew have- that they were in the CIA and they found out and now they're trying to put aside their differences and work together to save the planet. Um, yes, FUBAR is FUBAR FUBAD. is FUBAD, yeah. I yeah, would yeah. give that. Um, still watching Silo on Apple TV. Still would recommend that. Also on Amazon Prime now, uh, the movie Air, the story of uh, Nike and the uh, signing Michael Jordan. With What uh, is that on? That is on Amazon Prime now. It was uh, opened Ooh. in theaters, but is now available on Amazon Prime. Boy, um, it did not last long in the theaters, I'd like to point out. Well, I think that was their, their plan. They released it in the theaters for, I believe, Oscar purposes. Um, so it has, who the hell's in that? Uh, ben Affleck. Matthew Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. Damon um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. No, I don't think so. But, but excellent movie. Um, I really liked it. You know, you almost at this point forget that Nike was originally a running shoe company. And the fact sure, that they well, were, I mean, they were, you know, probably third or fourth in basketball shoes prior well, to them signing Michael Jordan. What is well, also don't forget, the- Ron, when I was running my marathons back in the, uh, the early 90s. Jason um, Bateman, yes. Jason Bateman, also in, uh, in air. Viola Davis, yes. Viola Davis plays Mrs. Jordan. Um, Saw her on Broadway once. But uh, what is also amazing to me is to this day, Michael Jordan still makes about $400 million a year from Air Jordan sales. Run that by me again? According He's to the movie, he makes $400 he gets a, he gets a, a year. He gets a piece sure. of every Air Jordan sold. And apparently that still equates to about $4 billion in sales a year. Oh my God, Brian! What are you watching? Um, well, I, listen, I'm super excited. Um, uh, we are going into the end game, um, uh, Succession, yeah. season four. Um, as we are um, wrapping up this episode, we are one hour away to the last episode of Succession. Last week's episode, um, uh, a tearjerker, um, yet at the same time held its standard of suspense and drama. Um, also uh, looking to finish Barry this week um, when they um, the last episode of that runs out. That's a show that should have ended after three seasons, as well as Ted Lasso. I believe the final episode comes out this week as well. Um, however, um, what I watched was a movie called The Stranger on Netflix. 
Um, I believe it's um, it's Australian. Okay. Um, it is about an undercover cop who forms an intense connection with a murder suspect while trying to earn his trust and elicit a confession. It is a dark, slow movie. If you're awake at home on a Saturday night, you're looking for something to watch. Um, it's about, um, you know, it's a, a kid goes missing in a three-minute window. There is a uh, police have a suspect. They, 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 the only, but, you know, there's no physical evidence that would um, uh, point to this man being the uh, kidnapper of the child. Um, so they send a couple of police officers undercover to basically kind of control this man's life to get him to a point where um, he will uh, uh, either confess or not. Um, I found it very interesting. Um, some people fell asleep uh, uh, two minutes into it. So, right. you know, it's it's really, you know. Could be one, it, could be the other. You don't know. There's a whole spectrum of people's response to The Stranger on Netflix. That's right. what I'm watching, Ron. All right, Brian, we have a, another new segment that we are rolling out this week. Uh, it's a little something that we're calling, but it's the drag queens that are the problem. They uh, are the we, problem. We are going to start in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, this is a photo of Christopher Forcade. Um, he is the director of Children's Ministries, and he has also been arrested for child pornography and molestation. Uh, this goes back to an incident back on December 28th of last year, uh, after the report of a child under the age of 12 being molested. Um, he was arrested after a, uh, a month-long investigation. During the investigation, uh, additional juvenile victims were identified they found out more information during these interviews and then uh, also found child pornography in his possession after his arrest. Uh, so he was booked into Cleveland County Detention Center on four complaints of lewd acts with a child and two complaints of possession of child pornography. But, Brian, it's the drag queens that are the problem. The drag queens are the problem. I feel like this bit has legs. Uh, and then also going out to Illinois, um, more than 450 Catholic clergy in Illinois sexually abused nearly 2,000 children since 1950. The state's attorney general found in an investigation released last week, revealing that the problem was far worse than the church had let on. Uh, Attorney General Kwame Raoul said at a news conference that investigators found that 451 Catholic clergy abused 1,997 children in Illinois between 1950 and 2019, although acknowledged that the statute of limitations has expired in many of these cases. But, Brian... Who's it's the drag queens that are the problem? It's the drag queens that are problems. That's why we need to start passing laws about drag queens. Yes, definitely not um, uh, Catholic priests who are raping little boys. No, or uh, church uh, uh, youth ministers. They're not. Uh, no, it is the drag queens that we need to go after. That's who the children need to be protected from. Protect the children, especially drag queens who just want to read them a book. Right. Exactly. Those those callous individuals. Um, Let's, uh, let's try and finish on some lighter stories, Brian. We're going to go to Georgia now, where a woman allegedly entered a closed Georgia restaurant last weekend and put her hands on enough ingredients that the salad she tossed together was worth 
$500, Brian. Um, this is the mugshot of Kaylee Elizabeth Thweet, age 23, uh, accused of sneaking into the Harvest Moon Cafe after hours and rummaging through its food coolers. Uh, as she made the salad, officers allege she touched several items, leaving ingredients that added up to hundreds of dollars in value. Useless. Uh, she has been charged with theft by taking. Now, first off, I mean, makeup game on point. Yep. For a mugshot. Um, did they, you know, like what on earth could you be putting in your toss salad? Um for it to be $500. Unfortunately, you know, they, they, they don't um, go into all that. And also keep in mind, it may not have necessarily made it into the salad, but if she touched product, um, technically they would have to throw that away. Now was, do we know that this was definitely a tossed salad or was just like, a, did she just make the salad? Um, that is, that is an excellent question. I do not know. It does say that uh, it does reference a, that she tossed together a salad. So I guess you would call that a tossed salad. Yes. Ryan, how much does it cost for you to toss a salad? Um, I mean, $900. You would, call, you would, you, you would, you would be willing to accept $900 for you to toss a salad. Now, what would you, um, uh, what would you do with it with that toss salad? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think a nice dressing, uh, Maybe a little jam on the side. You never know. Mm. Some croutons, some anchovies. Maybe a little avocado. A little avocado. I do like a nice avocado. I love an avocado. A little avocado. Mm-mm-mm. She looks like she enjoys tossed salad. The, the one question is how much alcohol was involved in this incident? Because listen, you and I uh, certainly, now we go more meat lovers pizza when we've been drinking, but yeah, yeah, I, I could certainly we, see we, if you were a salad person, you would break into a cafe uh, and 100%. make yourself a pretty baller salad uh, if yes. you've been drinking all night. If you've been drinking a, a 17%. How uh, much of that have you had so far? Well, I mean, there's the glass. I, I mean, that I still have uh, some more left in the bottle, uh, which I will utilize during after dark while we're playing. Can you be? How are you quiet? feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling okay. I don't know that it's hit me 100% just yet, but I'm feeling okay. Will there be drag queens next weekend? Strawberry Festival. What is the Strawberry Festival? Uh, we, I've seen signs that there is a strawberry festival. I believe it is taking place at the Pennsylvania general store, uh, here in Elkins park. So maybe going next weekend. It's, you know, it's within walking distance of me. So I could always walk over there if necessary. Interesting. Will people be tossing salads there? Uh, unsure. Unsure how that will go. They, they do have a vegan food truck uh, that shows up from time to time. So maybe there will be some uh, some salad tossing going on in the food truck. Are you sure about that? I can't. I Don't quote me. I will try and find out more information for you. I would like to quote you. The whole point of this <laughs> show is for me to quote you. Uh, Brian, uh, a 17-year-old Mississippi girl had sex with two boys ages 10 and 14 in front of other kids at a Mother's Day gathering that arranged to have the children who talked about it beaten up. This is America um, at its finest. And, 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 and this, you know, what do you think the, the 10-year-old boy was saying while he was having sex with the 17-year-old? Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. I, I'm going to guess that he was like, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. This well, is woman, a miracle. The woman's name is a miracle Morgan. Um, oh, she was arrested oh. last week um, after some of the kids reported her to the police. 
Um, she confessed to the sex acts with both underage boys and was charged as an adult with sexual battery. Initial charges of statutory rape were later dropped without explanation. Um, at some point, Morgan and her 32-year-old mother, Raven Morgan, got a group of kids to attack those who talked to the police. I will let you do the math in your head real quick. Uh, the mom's 32, daughter's 17. I don't know what um, you're trying to imply there, Ron. So, I'm just going to say that there is absolutely no good reason why a 17-year-old girl is having sex with a 10-year-old boy. And then the, the mom arranges to have the kids beaten up. Beaten up, correct. Because they went out and spoke about her daughter having sex with them. Uh, so the mom has been charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Um, her daughter has been released on $100,000 bond. Now, do we think that America Morgan will be at the Strawberry Festival in Elkins Park? I will check that as well. I will I will definitely look into that as well. Um, what else? We got time for a couple more stories before we run out of time here. Um, going out to uh, China, a Chinese content creator died last week after live streaming himself consuming an excessive amount of exceptionally strong alcohol. Um, let me see. I think, Matt, do we have a photo of this, this gentleman? Come on, Matt. Um, this 34-year-old influencer who goes by Sanquienge was found dead 12 hours after the May 16th live stream on Douyin, which is China's version of TikTok. Uh, during the stream, he reportedly drank at least seven bottles of Baiju, a Chinese liquor with an alcohol content anywhere from 30% to 60%. Um, he was uh, allegedly involved in an online challenge called a PK, uh, which is where two influencers typically compete for gifts or rewards from their audience, uh, and the loser faces punishment. Uh, in this case, it appears Beiju was a consequence of losing three rounds. Is that a plate of beans in front of him? Um, I believe so. Looks like a plate the, of beans. Like a kidney bean, perhaps. Yeah. Question. I'm surprised that China, that China has a um, uh, has a different name for their version of TikTok. Like in um, America, it's called TikTok, but over there, it's called something else? Apparently, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's it needs to have that separation so TikTok doesn't get banned by the Senate. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Billy asking the questions. Does this kind of challenge sound appealing to Matt? Uh, Matt would do a cocaine challenge. I yes. Mean- he does uh, once a year. He does the um, um, eight, eight balls um, challenge um, on the dark web. We'll just have to see whether, he, whether you know, it's uh, a good one or not. Let's see here. And do we have time for one more story? Let me see. Of course if we I have can, two If I Listen. find it here. I'm the champ, and the champ says we have time for one more story. All right, let me let me see if I can find it. Where the hell did it go here? So, people, while Ron's looking for it, let me just remind you: we have our a monthly pajama party coming up in just over twenty minutes. As soon as we're done with this show, we're hopping over to Patreon. If you are a member of our Patreon and you are watching right now, join us. We sent out a link to our Patreons earlier today. If you are not a member of Patreon and you're trying to figure out what on earth is a pajama party, just like this, it looks exactly like this. It is behind the paywall. You have to be a paid subscriber 
to our Patreon at the bronze or higher level. And on the pajama party, you come on the show with Ron and I. This um, uh, uh, this month we'll be playing. Can you beat Brian? Uh, winner, um, if they are able to beat Ron or Brian, depending on the month, um, twenty five dollars is donated to their favorite charity. All right. Uh, well, our final story, and this is kind of a somber one, so it's okay to cry if you want to. Uh, the heartbroken parents of a thirteen year old girl who died after taking part in a uh, popular social media trend uh, are on a mission to make their daughter's life count. Um, this is in this hospital bed, Ezra Haynes. She was a year eight student at Lilydale High School in Melbourne's Outer East. She went into cardiac arrest and sustained irreparable brain damage after taking part in an increasingly popular trend called chromine, uh, which is inhaling dangerous chemicals from a deodorant can uh, while at a friend's sleepover on March 31st of this year. Um, her parents say, you know, she was just an average kid, didn't realize this was the kind of thing that uh, that uh, her friends were getting into. Uh, but chromine is apparently a dangerous and growing craze uh, where chemicals and aerosol cans are inhaled for a quick high. Uh, her brain, unfortunately, any- was, was damaged beyond repair. And so she was taken off of life support eight days later. How is this any different than people huffing? I mean, I don't know that it is. And huffing is dangerous as well. But why do they now have a name for it? Chroming. I like. I, 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 I thought huffing was good. Do you remember that photo? Well, that was huffing, all over is, the- huffing is paint of the guy with the, the silver all over his face. So huffing you, is paint, I guess, chroming exactly. because it's deodorant. It. I just said, hey, remember that photo? And you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly. So um, what is this? Why, how do you huff? Uh, how are you huffing deodorant? I guess so. If you have like a spray deodorant, um, I guess you probably just similar to when you like uh, do a whip it from a uh, whipped cream can. You probably just push the, the the nozzle down enough to where just the gas comes out and not the actual deodorant. And then you breathe that in. And how old was the squirrel again? Uh, she was 13. Ah, Jesus, that's a shame. She's it a fucking is. young kid. I mean, there's been a, a number of, uh, in 2019, a 16-year-old New South Wales boy died uh, in 2021. A 16-year-old uh, girl in Queensland suffered brain damage from it. And in 2022, another 16-year-old boy uh, died after sniffing deodorant. So now supermarkets across Australia are locking up their deodorant cans uh, following a rise in thefts of this basic grocery item. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Listen, sometimes uh, we can lock up deodorant, Brian. We just can't lock up guns. Which makes sense to me. It makes sense. Right. It does. Well, Brian, uh, we've had a great show. I don't think anyone would would argue that. And I feel you need to go get yourself in a good mental headspace. Because in just 20 minutes from now, we do our monthly pajama party that's where we invite our patreon subscribers at the bronze level or higher to join us on after dark we will be having a can you beat brian the subject still tbd not released at anybody yet Mm -hmm. um and uh if somebody wins it'll be fifty dollars to their favorite charity or charity of their choice 
Uh, if Brian wins, we will roll that over. And the next Can You Beat Brian uh, will be $75. Oh, Billy saying nobody cares about this promo. He may what be right. The, he, you know what? But, I, right. but I do feel at some point he gets a little uh, rude. A little bit. He can be a little rude. He gets, he gets very rude. And I don't say this lightly. He gets very Reagan-esque at times. Well, I think so. Yeah, I don't think there's another way to describe him. So, uh, but thank you all for joining us, Brian. Th- this really has been a great episode, I feel. Um, I don't yeah. like to pat ourselves on the back all that often, but I feel like we've done some good work here. But I am excited about Patreon. Patreon folks, you should be excited. If you're not a Patreon folk, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner. Join now, and we will uh, we will get you the link in time to play at 9.30 tonight. Brian, is there anything else you would like to say on this, the first weekend of Hot Podcaster Summer? Hot Podcaster Summer. Uh. Uh. Um, to clarify, because uh, Allie's asking about the total, Brian actually won in March. So it was $25 on the line in March. Since Brian won, that has rolled over uh, to be $50. Allie dislikes me so strongly that she she just has has rewritten her memory. (laughs) That she's like, oh, he lost last one. Because he just can't handle the fact that I didn't lose. Well, we will find out. I can't wait. Come on. I tell everybody to bring their A game. Bring it. See if you can knock off the champ. Brian. Can you take down the champ? You know I love you, my friend. You know that, I hope, Brian. You know that. I love you too, Ron. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Yes. And uh, we will catch everybody in a few minutes on Patreon. Everybody else, we will catch you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.